And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. How's it Episode going? Episode 15. Here we go. 15. We're going to have to we're going to have to make this a quick one because I think we're both struggling to sit down with our backs at the moment. Yeah. A couple of paraplegics. It's getting worse and worse. It's been over a month now. Yeah. And we I mean, we played with fire yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. We had, we had a round of golf and it has put us into an absolute hole. Yeah, I was going to say we we had bad backs before the golf. And then we're straight in. First one of the season. Uh, lovely yeah. day for it. It was, in fact, your birthday. It was. So what a what a day. Birthday round of golf. How was it? It was lovely, I must <laughs> admit. Uh, you know, I think golf is probably both of our favourite things to do. And yeah. apart from in the winter, you know, not a winter golfer not interested in the wet, shitty, cold, muddy courses. And usually we probably would start playing in March, but just the weather has been so bad that uh, it's been delayed to, to basically May. So, yeah, we're back. It was, how was it as a round? Front nine was a bit patchy, a bit better on the back nine, but uh, we got some sun. That was the main thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And I got a free, a free trolley for it being my birthday. Oh, you did, didn't you? Around the clubhouse, so. Yeah. Did you did you call ahead and let him know it was your birthday? Yeah, and just, yeah, uh, yeah. I was roll some things out for you. I was expecting banners and whatnot, but uh, no, it was good. Good crack, wasn't it? Good crack. And your your first day back, or Monday was your first day back from uh, from paternity leave. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's gone quickly. It went very quickly. Do you think we we were saying we were chatting on Monday and. It's not like I was expecting it to be like, you know, you go away for a holiday a week or two weeks or something. You have that feeling when you get back. It's just not like that at all. Mm. Just, I mean, there's been no holiday. <laughs> it's uh, and the, on Sunday night. I mean, classic. It was treacherous night of sleep. You're probably talking two hours in the books. Um, and it was like, oh, you know, what do you do? Nothing. Because that's going to keep happening. You could have that for a year. Yeah, easily. Easy. I mean, I would be gutted. I would be, I'd be absolutely gutted. And I think the the reason I mentioned it on Monday is because it was the anomaly. Right. So she's touch wood. Pretty good, I think. So pretty what good. I don't understand is, so you know that sleep expert, Matthew Walker? Yes. He famously came out and said... He's all about the importance of sleep on your health and whatnot. And he said on the Joe Rogan podcast that the biggest global study of the effects of sleep deprivation on humans is when the clocks change. Right. So pretty much across the world, if you lose an hour's sleep, he says that there is a 25% increase in cardiac arrest deaths. Madness. And he also says when we gain an hour, there is a 25% decrease in them. So... How, when you have baby, why, why isn't everyone dying? <laughs> I reckon that 25%, you've got 10% old people. 
mm. who are probably going to call it a day, anyway. That day anyway. Yeah, they just get lumped in. Like like with COVID, if you died around COVID, it was a COVID death. This is like, if you die on the day that the clocks have gone forward, you're a cardiac death. But it's saying it's a 25% increase to the norm. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I reckon then, well, this is my other, <laughs> my other guess, is that people maybe less so now, but have forgotten to change their clocks. Yeah, I was about to say that. They're late for work. It's high stress. Maybe they get sacked. You know, That's a tough work work environment. Yeah, yeah. You're an hour late, you fucker. You're gone. (laughs) One strike and you're out. Yeah, so that seems like a high amount. Considering the amount of deaths there are anyway, 25% extra is a lot. Must be absolute horse manure. Yeah, I think he's making it up. It is quite funny because, like, obviously, that's his thing, isn't it? Sleep's his thing, which is boring, kind of. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? A little bit boring. It's a big market. It's a bit, everyone does <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, everyone does it lots, apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's every podcast or article that you see on LinkedIn. Like, the number one thing, get your sleep right. It's the biggest contributor to your mental health, to your physical well-being. It's like, I fucking can't. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm losing the plot. It's amazing how many podcasts can say the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, so you're a scientist. What would you say is important? It's like, sleep's important. It's like, oh, fucking newsflash. Yeah. Sleeping's important. Exercise. Oh, okay. <laughs> Diet as well. Diet helps. God. But yeah, anyway, talk to us about your... Um... Your birthday week or weekend? What did you get? Woke up alone. Woke up alone. (laughs) Um, Manny was away. So woke up alone. Uh, Forgot it was my birthday for the first 30 minutes. Um, What I find interesting from a social point of view about birthdays these days is the um, yearly decline in Facebook wall posts. (laughs) Yeah. Did you that get any? Used to be the go-to, didn't it? Did you get any? Five. Chris and Jeff. Five. Yeah, grandparents were on there. Nice. Um, a few others. Uh, and it used to be, how many you got? Hundred, hundred and ten. Then it was eighty. Dip sixty, twenty. Now five. Yeah. Next year. God knows. Exactly. But it just shows what is Facebook. <laughs> it's weird. like a, it's weird, like a it? village messaging board for old people. Yeah, isn't it? That's a, actually quite a good way of putting it. I mean, the only reason I've used Facebook recently is to sell stuff on Marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even that is that's losing its charm. It's a scary place, Facebook Marketplace. It is. That's where stereotypes hang out, 1,000%. Is that where I sold the... No. eBay. eBay's where I sold there. Facebook Marketplace isn't even very good anymore, is it? A lot of people selling clothes. That's gone to Vinted. It is a weird place. Yeah. Basically a place to get advertised to and see, hear from people that you maybe went to school with 15 years ago. A lot of scammers on there as well. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's strange how it's how it's still so big. Sure, it's just newspapers just paying for like clickbait shit, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's just fake news, isn't it? <laughs> it's fake news media. Fucking fake news, China, China. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. So yeah, birthday. Um, woke up alone, as I said. Then what we play golf in the morning. Uh, great round of golf. Came home. Uh, got a massage on the way home. Good my, little birthday rub down. My local Thai place, fantastic, just to try and recover from golf, which definitely helped. Good. Uh, came home. We obviously worked in the afternoon, and then um, it's becoming a bit of a theme. We were going to go to had a couple of restaurants pegged out for the birthday. Yeah. Unfortunately, you no. Know Do you know what I fancy? Just a fucking good old fashioned curry and a couple of pints. Yeah, fantastic. That's when you know you're getting a little bit old. So I think it's tough to beat, though, isn't it? It really is sometimes, and um, the the only I, I I wavered on the curry, and we'll go on to something else I wavered on over the weekend, which made you fucking livid. Um, <laughs> I almost wavered on the curry because it was sunny. There's something a little bit wrong I feel about having a curry when it's sunny outside. Mm. Makes you feel a bit weird, doesn't it? It's interesting, really, isn't it? Because it's India's sunny hot. a lot in India. Yeah, really hot. <laughs> And they're fine with it. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I think it's the way we've just turned it into. It's never just the curry. You have to have at least a couple of pints with it. Mm-hmm. You have to feel weirdly full afterwards. Yeah, feel I sick. Know what you mean. You feel yeah. quite sick. And I also feel, we were saying this whilst we're at the curry house. So we seem to be the only people in that entire restaurant every time we go that we don't have like starters. We'll have, we'll, we'll have like a few poppadons. With the dips world class right. fantastic and then a curry obviously everyone else gets like the like the chicken tikka uh they'll get like bargies they'll get something else and then a full curry <laughs> you're absolute animals and like with a naan and the rye it's like people just seem to unlock this new level of hunger yeah or gluttony whilst in a curry house that they just pummel stuff in yeah it's insane isn't it I, and i eat a lot but like I couldn't eat any more than I did last night. Yeah. Did do, do you go naan or rice or a bit of both? Share, do you share, share, both? share a naan, share a rice. Yeah, I eat my curry, then I eat half a mayonnaise. <laughs> Every time she goes, well, let's just, you know, if you're full, let's take it away and you can have it tomorrow. I was like, no, my, my number one rule is if you're going to have a bit of a dirty meal, don't roll it over to the next day. Because <laughs> then you're spreading it. You just in and out, done and forget about it. Yeah, I mean, fair play, tucking that away, one mm. and a half cousins. But I dangled a carrot in front of you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. On Sunday. <laughs> Do you want to explain, explain what the carrot yeah, was? Yeah, people out there know. carrot would have been much healthier. The people out there will know what um, this sort of dynamic, and it's it's very out of order, it's Bush League tactics, it's pathetic. And what it is, it's where... You got a couple of people, in our case, the two of us, going back and forth from dinner plans. You know, maybe j- j- very light, very light chat. And you threw out there that you, you actually asked a couple of questions about Domino's Pizza. Um, therefore, just planting the seed. And that was all you did. You just thought, is it, you know, is it good? Is it, is it filthy? Is, what's the regret level like? And, and I'm just batting them away again because I'd had a Domino's the week prior. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, it's it's regrettable, but the best kind. And then I'm thinking about it. And I'm, I think Domino's is actually probably the greatest food delivery food ever. 
in terms of consistency, what you're getting, I don't think I don't think it's possible to pay full price in dominoes anymore. Mm. Everything's couponed, vouchers. Um and that was it. That was at maybe midday, lunchtime ish. We'll get on with our day. I've got a little steak and salad planned for the evening, loosely planned. Um, and then things get away from me a little bit. Life gets in the way. Um, I go and visit my nan who's in the hospital. No real, no real trouble, but enough for to be on the way back from that to just think, do I want to cook a steak or do I want a Domino's? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, half an hour later, I'm... Um, sat outside collecting two large pizzas uh, one with a stuffed crust oh. um, <laughs> oh, but, but what, I, what I failed to mention was that earlier in the day when we were chatting about it, you'd committed to you personally getting a Domino's yeah. uh, like a pre-birthday Domino's so I, I'd then obviously taken the yeah if you're doing it I it would almost be weird if I didn't do it as well so I ordered the Domino's collected it took a picture sent it to you and you bailed and opted for a healthy little chicken dish, which I just think is, I'm still not over it. It was poor form. It, it was. Really... And the whole reason why, so I'll explain my, the rationale. So the night before, I had tucked into a classic Channel 5 documentary, a behind the scenes of Domino's, how they did it. Right. And it was, you know, the factories, the franchise process, the the rigorous standards, all these little, like, basically just a company built on efficiency i was fascinated by it and i was just watching for an hour um pizzas being made and i was like fuck it i quite fancy one <laughs> and manny always is like oh let's get a domino and for years i'm like no way like absolutely fucking hang in we might as well just go get like a really nice pizza from like a decent pizzeria oh go on let's get a domino's the dip i'm like no they're like 2600 calories like you feel shit after nah and I literally haven't had one since probably uni. And so when I was like, yeah, I'm going to get one tonight, I text Manny. She's like, don't you fucking dare get one when I'm not there. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Character. I'm sorry. I miss you. Love Ten you. Ten minutes later, I get a, a text from you, picture of two dominoes on your passenger seat. <laughs> because I think it was like, let's fucking go, baby. I was just like, oh, no. Oh, he's it. done it. I've sucked him down a hole and, and I've I've reversed out. Yeah, but no, it was a. I mean, it's one of those things. I couldn't be too angry about it because at the end of the day, I was did end up eating a Domino's. Which yeah, is, there you go. It was fantastic. But you're totally right. The feeling of and like, back to the uni days, you call up and be like, you know, I've got fifty percent voucher, and they're like, yeah, mate, whatever. Like <laughs> we priced <laughs> them double what they're worth just because we. Yeah, know. exactly. And that feeling of the doorbell goes, and you're like. Oh, and then, you know, the, the guy with the helmet on, hand <laughs> out the bag, and it's a warm box. Yeah, cheers, yeah. mate. Cheers, thanks. And then you bring it upstairs, and you open it. Oh, that one's yours. That one's yours. Get the dip. Take the lids off. And you just sit there, and you're like, yes. This is amazing. This is top-tier takeaway. Yeah. When we were at uni, it used to be like, if you didn't get your pizza within 40 minutes, you got your money back and stuff. Oh, nice. That's just that's just good service. That they didn't need to push them off the bike outside. Yeah, exactly. You're sabotaging it half out the street. Letting his letting his tires down for you. Save easy. nine quid. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great company. And there's big cash in it. So maybe we should open a franchise. Yeah, that's a little what branch. Like, um, Shaq and all that. Yeah, some of that, the big athletes in the US have got loads of franchises, haven't they? 
big cash in it. You know, remember that the super yacht were always bring it back to the row. When we, <laughs> when we arrived into Barbados after 54 days at sea on a six meter rowing boat, remember that boat that behind us, the, the slipstream. Yep. That was owned by, I don't know his name, but he was, he was known as the Grease King, wasn't he? He was the, the biggest franchisee of Burger Kings and Jumping Jacks in Australia. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Big. <clears throat> Do you know what, what is fascinating is I'm not sure if anyone is still going to be listening. No, I was, I was literally about to say, speaking of adventure, maybe we should talk about adventure mindset or something. 23 minutes in. I completely forgot we were recording a podcast, <laughs> which is why it's so authentic. Honestly, if if you can if you can't already tell that there's no plan really to this podcast, you can now. Fucking hell. That isn't in our notes. None of that is in our notes. No. No. We've got in our notes it says your birthday and then adventure mindset segment. <laughs> right, let's skip on to that. Most podcasts will have a jingle now where it's like do 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 do. Yeah, there you go. Countdown. Yeah. Um, right, the adventure mindset segment. An interesting one this week. Mm. That's actually a couple of points because we found another nutbag who's just before the podcast that we'll talk about. So, shall I, shall I explain this? Yes, you go for it and I'll chime I'll, in. I'll start with the original and then we'll go on to what's happening now. Like it. So, um, a few years ago, I'm sure a lot of people would have heard of this guy. A guy called, um, shit, what's his name? James? James the Iron Man Cowboy. No. Yeah, what's <laughs> <laughs> James the Iron Cowboy Lawrence. <laughs> oh, oh, Do what some prep, guys. <laughs> James Lawrence, aka the <laughs> the Iron Cowboy, which sounds a little bit porny, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Think about it. Subscribe to OnlyFans, the Iron Cowboy. It's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this guy means uh... business, right? Yeah. So James Lawrence. Um, Sub-American dude, like, couldn't be more American if he tried. Uh, but a bit of a nutter. He did a thing years ago, uh, which was the 50-50-50. It was 50 Ironmen over 50 days in 50 states. Um, you know, if you don't know what an Ironman is, it's a full marathon. It's a 100-mile bike ride. Yeah, 112-mile bike. And like a four-mile four swim four or something. Something like that. It's, it's mad. It's a It's a huge... Yeah, uh, and he did fifty of them on the bounce in fifty different states. Mega impressive. Um, so we did that, turned it into a hell of a keynote, made a load of quiche. Uh, then he did the hundred. So we did a hundred full Ironman races back to back. Yeah, super impressive. Now, you know we're pretty well versed in what's been done and what hasn't been done, and the fastest times and all these records. And you know, when we plan adventures, you have to be quite wary of that. Because we've never been ones to go, you know, set records, do it in the fastest time because it's just, we're not capable of doing it. But, you know, if something's been done, you know, it's been done, really. And uh, there's a, a British adventure endurance athlete called Sean Conway who's done some mad stuff as well. You know, he's, he's done like triathlons around Britain and tried to swam the length of Britain, the of Britain which, is, yeah. which is pretty nails, to be fair. Definitely. Um, but what he's doing is uh, 102. Yeah, yeah. So the the, uh, the Iron Cowboy did 100 and then did 101 as like one extra day, basically just to be like, don't want to stop yet. I'll do 101. Right. So yeah, um, Sean Conway is doing, is starting, oh yeah, 
16 days in to 102. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I mean, the, my first thoughts are fair play. Mm. That's like the first thing that comes to my head is like, shit. Like That, that is, is bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's a re- that three months of nothing but Ironman triathlons. You know, doing one is like a life achievement for a lot of people. You know, they, they get the tats. So, like, there's no, no, like, getting away from it. It's mental. It's worth saying that he's already tried to do it about six months ago, didn't he? He, he tried to do... Oh, yeah, and got injured. Yeah, the, yeah, the arm two, and got injured after seven days or something. So this is his second attempt at it. Um, in the meantime, so after him failing the first time, the old Iron Cowboys being on podcasts and stuff, basically basically saying, there's a guy in the UK who thinks he can do 102. Fucking good luck, buddy. Like, oh, really? All this stuff, yeah. Like, oh, nice. I, I wish him the best of luck, but it ain't happening. Like, he's he basically, you know, he's used it. He's used Sean Conway failing originally to, like, bolster his original, like, doing 101, which is mental. So, yeah, my first thing is, like, it's absolutely, absolutely mad. My My next thing is probably, like, must have been something else he could have done. Yeah. Like there must unless it's it's purely driven by and he does say that like he only wants to do things where he's gone further than someone else or he's right. been faster than someone else. Like kind of the opposite of us. Yeah. Who, like we want to do something different to like what other people have done. We want yeah. to do our own stuff and like it be totally unique. Whereas I think he wants to go a bit faster or a bit further. <laughs> but this is kind of like a yeah, well, I've done one more than you, haven't I? Like, yeah. it's, it's it's the classic eleven a reef, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, ten a reef. I've I've fucking been to eleven a reef, boy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, exactly. It's it's ultimate one-upmanship. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, and you know, you make a good point. Clearly, his motives are different. You know, when we do adventures now, you know, we're thinking commercially about it. Yeah. Like, can we turn this into a great segment for the keynote? Yeah. You know, is there going to be really cool stories behind it? The learning process, etc. Yeah, and is it something that we're going to want to do? Yeah, exactly. That it needs days. to be appealing. Yeah, and clearly, he doesn't. He's not that bothered by that. Like, I cannot believe how hard that must be. I know. That that's what I was thinking. I was, I went down a, when we were talking about it uh, earlier. I went down a bit of a a rabbit hole, like looking at his Strava and stuff, and it's yeah the same swim it's the same bike route yeah. the same run every day and like yeah for us we know and pe- people all know like if they're training for a marathon or whatever it is you need to be pretty motivated to like stick with something so like the reason for doing it it needs to be pretty like honest pretty true and if the reason is just to do like one more i know that we would be like oh, fucking what are we doing yeah 100 percent. not feel like doing? that yeah, I, just, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to, but yeah, it must just be wired very differently. Maybe the thought of being the, you know, what what happens after if he does it? Does someone someone do one hundred and three? It's interesting, isn't it? Because times are different. Yeah, I feel fa- being faster is a totally different concept. Because mm. you know the four minute mile, and then it gets broken again, then it gets broken again. The marathon, the breaking two. You know, I can see that it's a time. It's like I am quicker than you doing the same thing. Yeah, but when it's I have done one more than you, it's like oh Jesus. <laughs> but like, I hope he does it. 
Fair. Oh. Like that would be some achievement. I think the hardest thing that I think people just forget is, firstly, how long a hundred days is in your life. Yeah. Now, that is a really, really long time. Yeah. Thirty you percent know, of a year, pretty much. You know, just under. Uh, and you are doing nothing but that. You're not yep. seeing your friends. You're not going out for dinner. You're not having any quality of life. So you're not, true. You're not doing anything. You're not watching no Netflix. You are, for 30% of that year, in agony. <laughs> Total agony, doing the same thing every day. Yeah. I mean, it, it's worth looking at if, like, on his Instagram or something, um, Sean Conway. But his stories, he's like, when you see him walking... He looks oh, yeah. battered. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully he gets to a point where it like starts to feel a bit more normal and he, he carries on with it. But yeah, it's so, it's such, it's so like British, his version compared to uh, James Lawrence, who's like in the middle of Utah and it's like beautiful scenery. It's like shot with a drone and he's like in the UK, it's pissing it down. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. oh. he's, in the, he's in the local leisure center pool, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. James, like that Iron Cowboy had like a branded bus that he yeah. slept on and had a physio and a masseuse and a PR team following him and drones and news cameras and thousands of people running with him. And Sean Conway's in a leisure center at 6am in his pajamas and Uggs because he can't walk. Super. It's so British, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's... It's like the the English version of like Maypole dancing, isn't it? It's just like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on here? I know. Fair play to him. I hope he does it. Me too. Fucking all the best. Maybe you can listen to this, Sean, on your way through. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a five hour episode, so (laughs) strap in. Maybe you could try the the old thumb glove. It might help you recover at some point. (laughs) And we've also got a voucher for. Dominoes, it's TTT fifty. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so uh, good luck to him. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that, and nor would I want to. But yeah. uh, unless a big brand comes along and says one oh three, and we'll give you hundred bags, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, long drawn out film that would be. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but the second adventure mindset segment is the opposite. Yeah. Of... yeah. Of quintessentially British. And this is, I didn't write his name down, but it doesn't matter. Uh, a Spanish dude who is uh, part of the royal family in Spain. No, another Spaniard. Crazy. Featuring Arab heavily in the last two weeks. Spaniard. Who, um, back in, I think it was 2002, jet skied across the Atlantic. He actually went from Rome, which is niche. Yeah, that's to, like, you're adding a lot of time. Yeah, on what are you doing? Went from Rome to somewhere else to somewhere else, then across the Canaries, then across to Antigua. Um, and it's patchy on how he did it. I know there's a support boat, but it doesn't really go into much detail where he slept. I'm guessing he slept on the support boat, mm. took a GPS signal of where he got off and then went back and I don't know. But he did it in 17 days, which has piqued my interest. <laughs> the thing with that, right? which is a little bit mental is and i only just thought of this because i saw that he had to stand up the whole time to save his yeah. back because yeah we'd be fast down <laughs> but surely he just has to wait for his support boat because mm. they're not going to be going as quick as him that's what i was thinking so he's just gonna ping it off away from them and then just run out of fuel and wait for them to get to him 
Uh, it's it's mental. I don't know how that works. Unless what's the yeah. range on those things? It can't be a lot. No, it can't. It's got to be the. I mean, he must have stopped regularly to fill up the fuel as well. Okay, let's figure it out. So it's what? How many kilometers? It's three thousand miles. Yeah. Did it in seventeen days. An absolute maximum is going to get about fifty miles on a tank. So three thousand miles. 17 days. It's 176 miles a day, average. Yeah. Bloody so bad. let's say he does that in two. So maybe you can get... I saw, I was looking at electric ones, and you can get 45k out of them. Right. Let's say maybe you can get 80 miles out of it. Maybe yeah. it does a refill, two refills a day. There or thereabouts. Yeah. But yeah, how is the yacht? Maybe it's not a sailboat. So yeah, but but maybe it's not a sailboat. That's following him. Oh, yeah, true. Maybe it's a massive super yacht. This guy's onto something. That's mental, though, isn't it? Wonder if there's, if you could get like solar powered one. Nah. 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 Solar power is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for anything worth doing. It's, unless you want a garden security light. Yeah. It's shit, isn't it? You'd have to like tow a thousand solar panels. Yeah. Which just wouldn't work, guys. Interesting how I did that. 17 days just pinging across the Atlantic, New York to Cornwall. Okay, then. Could be. But I wonder if people of... think that was cool or not, or they just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, probably probably that. Maybe a bit of both. Probably yeah. like, that's mental. Fucking random, but <laughs> mental. I also was looking at the that blue the blue ribbon fastest boat from well, transatlantic. Mm. Uh, which Branson obviously did that time. Um and some bloke, some British bloke was trying to break it again, but obviously the the project ran out of money by the looks of it because nothing ever happened. Right. I wonder if we can just get some billionaire just to build a boat for us. We'll wang it across there. Two days. What is the record? It's like 48 hours. That's just bonkers. Mm. Just whoa, whoa, whoa for two days. Um, remember when we looked at hot air ballooning across the Atlantic? I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. We got shut down on multiple occasions. Very expensive. Very, very, expensive. very expensive. No real way of determining where you're going to land either. <laughs> no. Like, have you watched the Branson series on Sky? No. It's pretty fascinating, actually, because he did a few balloon things. Boy, oh boy, does it look pretty sketchy. Because, yeah, you, it's like stuff just goes wrong and you're in a pretty precarious position there. Yeah, you can't do a lot. Can you go up and down a little but bit? But the, for the Atlantic, so you basically just go up, hit the jet stream and just get wanged across at like 300 miles an hour and then just come out of it. But so the scariest bit is, because the balloon is, you know, a couple of hundred metres tall, these mm. big kind of like, looks like a weather balloon. So... When you're going up to the jet stream, obviously the top of the balloon hits the jet stream before the cabin. So if you could imagine, like, the top of it just gets pulled mm. to one side and you're basically being dragged along at 200 mile an hour. <laughs> and then apparently when the whole thing gets into the jet stream, it's just calm. Settles like you, down have no, you have no idea that you're moving. Um, just fucking, oh God. <laughs> Pretty nuts. That is mental, isn't it? Um, Fair play to him. Yeah, he's done some 
some big stuff, Branson, to be fair yeah. to him. Yeah, had unlimited cash and just decided to do some pretty fucking cool things with it, didn't he? Arguably some of the, the best marketing ever. Yeah, arguably is. Spent a bit of quiche on his face as well, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with it, just saying. Do you reckon, has he? You're <laughs> having a laugh. Has he had work done, has he? Shut up. Oh, Branson, let me have a little look. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> yes. Richard Branson. I reckon he's he's put at least a million into that. <laughs> oh. Man looks like he's made out of clay. <laughs> Not um, to mention the permatan. It's fantastic. Well, that's because he lives in the BVIs. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> Honestly, I um, believe, I can't believe this is what we've got, but yes. Have you ever had plastic surgery? No, and I wouldn't want my children to. I don't see the need. Right, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> that was 2011, so maybe he's gone. Oh on God, he's changed his mind since then. That was ages <laughs> ago. I don't see the need. It's like I now see the need. Wow. Well, wanna... I don't know. I'm not sure. I agree, but. I'll email him. Yeah. Everard Plus. Oh, no, that's the same one, 2011. I'll find it. I'll find it. But yes. What else were you going to find and call out? Oh, um... you. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Sir Tom Moore. Ah, shit. I forgot have about you, that. Have yeah. you dug up their financial records to see if he was fraudulent? No, but I will do it. Company's house, get on there. See who the executors are. Um, right, fuck me. We're going to start reminiscing about the start of the podcast in a minute. So, what's the reminiscent segment this uh, this week? Right, this week we're going back to um, one of the earlier trips from. So before we we, we knew we were going to climb El Cap, um, and in the process of learning how to climb, learning how to manage ropes and all that sort of stuff, we decided it would be a good idea to go winter climbing in the Scottish Highlands. Um, it's actually in the Cairngorms National Park. Uh, we went up with a guide, and it was bloody fantastic, wasn't it? Mental. I, I reckon that pound for pound, if someone living in England or the UK is like, right, I actually want to I want to go and take on you know, a weekend adventure that is pretty, you know, Puts you to the test. It's pretty scary. You don't really need any experience at all. And you'll come back on Monday being like, Phew, fucking hell, I've, I've actually achieved something there. Yeah. Got a couple of good stories out of it. I would say that winter climbing in Scotland is would be up there as the number one for me. Yeah, I think yeah, that's right. It didn't feel like Scotland. I mean, I don't know what Scotland feels like, but it felt pretty, uh, pretty alpine, didn't it? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting the severity of weather and conditions that we got i i was when we went out there i was a little bit like fucking scotland <laughs> really it's just hills isn't it let's be honest yeah but it was it was brutal yeah it was amazing we what's the little town aviemore isn't it yeah yeah stayed in there lots of good places for beer for food and then it was a short drive and you've got the full ski resort up there um which was actually open when we went obviously being winter um and yeah, we just got stuck in. We didn't really have a clue what we were doing, but it was all full crampons, ice axes, going up the gullies. Uh, and then it got more and more involved kind of as, as the time went on. 
Um, and when you don't know what you're doing with all the ropes and the ice screws to like protect yourself and the cams, and it's fucking felt like minus 10, didn't it? It was yeah. absolutely freezing. My beard was frozen. Yeah. Mental. It was, it was, yeah, very like very full on, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah. it, it was epic. And it, it reminded me when I was just thinking of it. So I got, a, I pulled out a picture for your birthday yesterday and it's from on the belay where your whole like face is frozen. Um, and we were waiting for our guide to climb up ahead and put, put some roots in and uh, some pins in and stuff. And then we'd follow afterwards. But I think he hadn't been up that particular route before. So was doing a bit of route finding on his way and oh my God, we like sat there for so long and the weather is like coming up the gully, basically like up the mountain at us. We were just getting hammered with like snow and ice. Um, probably coldest I've ever been. I reckon that's the coldest I've ever been. Yeah. It was... And what what are those things called? Is it the, the screaming barfies they call it? Where like you, yes. you can't feel your hands or your fingers. Uh, and then when you start to get the blood back in them, it's absolutely oh, it's excruciating. Like, it's like when you put your hand on a radiator, isn't it? Yeah. After, after a rugby match when you're like 10 and you're freezing cold. <laughs> Hands on the radiator, and it's like, and everyone's crying. Yeah. <laughs> really managed to make it feel sound not that bad. <laughs> so yeah, we all did it as ten year olds. Like, damn it! No, no, the screaming bathies is way worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We almost um, lost fingers. But yeah, it's absolute. But it was mental. And then, then you went up afterwards, and I was waiting there for another, what felt like fucking four hours. Um, I don't think it was. And then finally. Dragged myself up there. I was exhausted <laughs> by the time we got up there. Dragged your fr- frozen corpse. Yeah, fucking literally. Dog. Fucking dog. It was um Pablo's making an appearance. That's how yeah, long we've been talking. Here, lads. Serious business. That's how long we've been talking. The dog is getting involved now. We're gonna give him his own segment next week. <laughs> and it would probably right. be better. Jesus, let's wrap this up, shall we? How long is it going? We've just hit the 45 minute mark. Too long. Okay. Um Considering we've not really spoken about anything, I think it's quite impressive. I mean, I would say goodbye, but there's no one here. We no. are, we're in a chamber alone at the moment. No. What I will say is we've picked up a few uh, listeners in the US yeah, and Australia. Weird. So welcome. Welcome, bro. You, you Yanks and your Poms? No, that's us. <laughs> what are they called? Aussies? Uh, dirty Aussies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those guys as well. Um I don't know. I don't know what you're expecting. I hope you find it here, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Same Tune sort in. of time, same bonus. Love it. Thanks. Cheers, so much. guys.